Welcome in to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Andy Olson joined by Marley Weirda here as we break down Illinois' final regular season game, a 47-14 win, and they bring home the Land of Lincoln Trophy over Northwestern uh, over in Memorial Stadium today. Marley, it was a really interesting one. I, I Coming into this one, I felt like this was, I felt all season really that this was one Illinois probably could win, should win. And they came out today, and from the very get-go, they just really didn't even let Northwestern get into it. And Illinois finishes 5-7 and seven off the back of a really good win, and they get to keep the rivalry trophy as well. Yeah, and I think after the third touchdown was scored, in my mind, it was over at that point. But Illinois really put their foot on the gas, all gas, no brakes, as they say, and was really dominant in this one. I think it was... One of the first times where the offense and defense really played complimentary football, um, which was so nice to see them kind of figure it out here at the the end of the season. And it just it, it gives you goosebumps also just thinking about these super seniors and what they came back for. And sure, maybe it hasn't been the season that they've expected a bowl game still, I guess, hanging in the balance. We sort of did the math and the mm-hmm. looking into that a little bit. Doesn't look like it's going to happen for Illinois, but for them to leave this one final mark on the program and, and end the season on a good note, I, I think they should feel really good about this season and, and what they were able to do um, today as they reach the end of the regular season. So I was actually at the last game that Illinois won in this rivalry back in 2014 up at Ryan Field in Evanston. It's been mm-hmm. six, I guess seven now, long years. We were since in high school. We were in high school <laughs> since Illinois has been able to keep the Land of Lincoln Trophy in Champaign. I'm sure it's a great feeling, especially for Brett Bielema, his first mm-hmm. year with the team, getting them to buy in. He was and talking- Andy, the first time they won at Memorial Stadium yeah. since 2011. Yeah, because they, you like you said, they won in Evanston in 2014, but Mm -hmm. to do it on your home field, I think is pretty symbolic. Ron Zook Zook was still the coach the last time they won at Memorial Stadium. That's how long it's been for Illinois. Big days for Brandon Peters, his final game. We assume, of course, with the bull eligibility thing kind of hanging in the balance. Sure. His final game with the Illini. For now, the rest of the podcast, we'll pretend this was maybe the last one. Brandon Peters, his last game as an Illini after an up-and-down career, had a really good game. A couple of deep balls caught by Isaiah Williams and Casey Washington. Chase Brown comes into his, I guess you can call this his second full season, because last year he he played most of the year but was still splitting time with Mike Epstein. This Mm -hmm. year it was kind of just him uh, getting to 1,000 yards. First time that's happened for an Illini running back since 2018. Just really a a great all-around performance, but let's start – uh, you know, you already mentioned how the offense was complimentary of the defense, yes. the, the passing game specifically. Brandon Peters probably had the best first half of his career, I would say, until things kind of started slowing down in the second. Yeah, and he played with a swagger that I have never seen from this guy <laughs> before. It was so interesting because I think this season we've kind of seen the the down in the dumps, Brandon Peters, the, oh, woe is me. Oh, no, we're not doing well. But he, emo, 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 Brandon. emo Brandon Peters, yeah. <laughs> but he was like 
popping up. He does a little, you know, when they, they get a first down and they kind of wave their arm and they yeah. point down the sideline. He did that a couple of times, which I've never seen Brandon Peters do before. It kind of reminds me of the um, the Red Box Bowl game where he made like this diving play mm-hmm. for a first down. And everyone was like, what is that? What is Brandon Peters doing? Um, we've never seen that before. So it was really good to see him end his super senior year on a really good note. 14 for 24 uh, for 242 yards. Um, yeah, I mean, good for him in his, you know, final game in the orange and blue. His favorite target of the day was Isaiah Williams, 113 yards along with a touchdown. And I I think that says a lot for this program going forward. And maybe Isaiah Williams kind of having this first breakout game as an Illinois wide receiver. I was just going to say my very next question was, do you think Isaiah arrived today? As a absolutely. wide receiver. Absolutely, yeah. And and this is the, the guy that we've kind of been waiting to see. He's shown flashes of it. And, you know, we know he's an athletic guy. He had all these offers out of high school to play wide receiver. And I think this is just the starting point for him. And it's a good testament to you know what will come in the future i think casey washington had a great game that's also encouraging um to see this this wide receiver group that maybe struggled uh all season to to contribute in in a big way for illinois and you know when the stakes were were pretty high for them and the defense performed like it has all season only allowing 14 points for northwestern uh, one of those came in the final few minutes of the game when things had kind of wound down and Illinois realized they were they were taking home the trophy. I think I saw a tweet that some people on the sideline, some of the players were asking where the trophy was in, in the second quarter. So they, they were feeling <laughs> confident the entire game. I couldn't even find it after the game. Like we were, we're all kind of like running around. Even the players, I think, were looking for it. And they, they like there was some confusion as to where it was. They uh they almost uh crushed one of the uh football assistants that was bringing the trophy oh, over to them when so they excited. when they when they were picking it up. But the defense looked so good again, Marley. I know a lot of those guys are seniors and are going to be leaving. But do you think? The way that they ended this season, especially after that Virginia game, I know that was very early on a long time ago, but yeah. do you think that kind of momentum will help them throughout this offseason in getting ready for 2022? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned the seniors that are leaving, you know, Tony Adams, um, Owen Carney, Isaiah Gay, but they're also getting so many guys back too, Andy, like Tariq Barnes, I believe he's mm-hmm. a junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great game. Uh, he was made available to the media today as well. Um, a sack, uh, two tackles for loss. Uh, he had an outstanding game. Same thing with Keith Randolph. He's been um, having a great season and um, really, really climbing the ranks on this Illinois defense. Sydney Brown also um, likely to return for another season. But yeah, I mean, this momentum is huge. And I think it's a, a big testament to Ryan Walters and what he's been able to do with this Illinois defense in taking them to another level. And you could tell that, you know, he... Even though Illinois was up by, you know, 30 points at, at one point, um, he Ryan Walters did not want Northwestern to score at all. You, the, he, that was made very clear. I mean, he was coaching out of his mind. And I think if, if he's, you know, leading this defense again, which he will next season, um, definitely signed that extension and uh, gets a little pretty big salary bump for that. So I think that that shows where this Illinois defense has come from and where they can go in the future.
And there's going to be a lot of question marks as far as players who can return because of the COVID year. A lot of seniors have already used that to come back for 2021. 2022 is going to be a different story. I mean, I know Daniel Barker was out there for senior day. He's listed as a junior. He's a guy that's played four years, but Mm -hmm. he can play a fifth because of that COVID year. There's one player we don't have to worry about. Taylon Litzy has already said on Twitter that he's coming back for next year. So (laughs) in case anyone was wondering, Taylon will return beyond scholarship once again. So good for him. I'm sure everyone knows his story. But for the coaching staff now, specifically Brett Bielema, he, I mean, we went through his career coming into Illinois, and one of the biggest sticking points was through 12 seasons as a coach, he's made a bowl game 10 times. Mm -hmm. Illinois has made 10 bowl games in 30 years. (laughs) His first year, he misses the bowl for just the third time in his career. But you could tell they were close. There were so many close games Mm -hmm. where that could have flipped that being their sixth win, what do you think he's thinking now and what do you think uh, his expectations are moving into 2022 and beyond? Yeah, I mean, he talked about that a little bit in the press conference that this win against Northwestern was really maybe the biggest statement win of the year. Yeah, they got big wins against um, Penn State and, and Minnesota this year and that was all fine and dandy, but this one really sets the standard for the state of Illinois winning a game over your in-state rival and as far as you know, recruiting guys to the program next year, a lot of them were in the stands today. They're all the guys with the the lanyards and the <laughs> name tags. You could tell it was a big recruiting weekend for Illinois. Um, I think this one, you know, sets the new standard for Illinois. That this rivalry has been dominated by Northwestern for ten years, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, when you just look at the series record, and Brett Bielema is able to snap that streak in his first season at Illinois that says a lot and I think it it says a lot for where the program um is headed and good for the seniors to to leave their their final mark and and leave the program in a better place although um the only concern I guess heading into this next season would be the roster turnover Mm -hmm. and how many guys do stay I mean does Isaiah Williams stay does Daniel Barker stay does I think everyone's a question mark. Everyone is a question mark at this point. Um, I think the the transfer portal is is always an option. So it, that's what I'm interested to see what will happen um, after this first year with with Brett Bielema. And I just looked it up right now on my phone. Illinois has had two double digit wins this season. The other one was Charlotte, where they only won by ten. So yeah. this final game, one game out of twelve, they were they had a convincing win finally. And uh, they looked the part out there. There wasn't a part of the game where I think the the end uh, was in doubt. Now, looking forward to 2022, we're going to do, I'm sure, so much looking forward because Illinois is going to have a lot of early enrollees. We found out last night Jordan Anderson, Malachi Hood joined the list, I believe, that has Aiden Lawfrey, uh, Hank Beatty, I believe, is heading in early, Clayton Leonard, a lot of the guys from Illinois, Joey Oakley heading in early. so we're going to have a lot to talk about as far as roster for next year, and that's going to be coming up soon. But I want to know very quickly and very uh, your preliminary thoughts, Marlene, who you think could be an impact or, or breakout player for Illinois this upcoming season. I think this year, if I had to pick one who was the breakout player, I'd say Kirby Joseph. I, I, yeah, I was going to say. I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I didn't see him coming uh, into the lineup the way that he did. So um, just from – our, our initial previews of some of these guys who do you think may uh, have a bigger impact on the Alana next year? Yeah, I think 
Reggie Love maybe needs a little bit more time. Um, I think, you know, he he was a talented player, you know, recruited highly at, at a high school, maybe didn't have the year that that he wanted. I think um he could he could have some potential. Obviously the running back room is definitely gonna be stacked um next season. But um I think him um on the offensive side, Casey Washington, you know, he's shown um that, you know, he he can have a breakout year and and I think that's just, you know, he's not even at the tip of the iceberg yet I think he can be somewhere along the lines of a, a Joshi Mator Bebe and making some of those big plays later on for Illinois he showed he could do it against um Penn State maybe this is already his breakout year I don't know maybe <laughs> I'm just <laughs> picking all the guys that I guess had a good year but um maybe Pat Bryant I'm just looking at his name right now on the roster <laughs> who knows I think I uh, think somebody in the in the receiving room is gonna have to someone has step to step up and I think we will we will see that I think and just because you brought up the receiving room and I brought up the recruits earlier, I, I feel like the receiving room is going to be the the spot where we see the most new names next year. I and, agree. And right, rather that is through the transfer portal or some of the freshmen who are coming in. I believe there are three or four who could be wide receivers on this team next year. Um, so a lot of new and names in that group. And a new quarterback. And a new quarterback as well who Art Sitkowski, I don't believe, would be ready for the opener mm-hmm. coming off the – uh, the fractured arm. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, to answer my own question, I'm going to cheat a little <laughs> bit and go with Keith Randolph. I think he kind of arrived already this year. Yeah. But as far as someone who's going to have a monster year, I feel like it's it's going to be him. Yeah. I think he has the potential in his career. I'm not saying he's going to do this next year. But to have double-digit sacks, I think, sometime in, in his Illini career, I think would be... Uh, not out of the question for him, definitely. So, yeah. Marley, as we wrap up here, uh, final thoughts from Illinois Northwestern, a convincing win, and yeah. what it felt like that uh, Alana Nation was kind of waiting for all year. Man, it was crazy. It was just a cool moment to see all the players um, celebrate that win. You could tell it meant a lot to them. And what a season it's been, you know, from when the season kicked off in August to now, here we are. I don't think we would have predicted it to go this way, but... That's why we play the game, right? That's right. So 5-7, and seven, the final record for the Illinois Fighting Illini as they head into the offseason one year uh, after Brett Bielema joins the squad. We'll see how they grow and develop from here. We'll have more coverage. Of course, if they do make the bowl game, but as well as those early enrollees arriving uh, from the upcoming recruiting class, the spring game coming up uh, pretty soon. I mean, we're... Only a few months like, away yeah, from April, that, right? March, March, April. <laughs> wow, it, it all comes and goes so quick. So uh, for Marley, I'm Andy. Uh, we appreciate you joining us all season long. We'll have continued coverage uh, of the rest of Illini Nation, Illinois basketball. We'll have baseball, softball coming up in the spring Wee. as well. It's just around the corner. So thanks for joining us on the 3-in-1 podcast the entire season. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon.